0: This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know this it is I for know the nerds. This is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. I know it I know What's up everyone? Uh welcome back to the Software Vlogcast, this is episode twenty-one. I'm joined by my gracious friend, Andre Hankshua, filling in for Christian, who hightailed it out of here the second that he heard that uh, I had a fever. Literally, this is no joke, within 90 minutes of me texting the house, saying, hey, I think I'm sick, I have a fever, he was tested for COVID, and on the, <laughs> on the red eye, back to New Jersey. <laughs> he touched down in Jersey before I got my results. Bro, stick together. Yeah, no, gone, gone.
1: Just out.
0: He's, he's, well, here's the funny thing. Uh huh. So, first, he's positive he'll die if he gets COVID. He will. But he won't.
1: He will. He won't. It's like a 94%.
0: It's literally the inverse of that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, secondly, he darted home to Jersey uh-huh. and then went to the Brigada for three days.
1: You know, I was, I was <laughs> saying this to you in, in WhatsApp messages. You should really do him a favor because obviously he is at risk. You got to give him that. Yeah, like, yeah no like, he's, he has he's to be in careful, a heart. yeah for sure, but what you should do it's a novel idea. Mm. You should start a prop bet with him to get him fit. I'm not and healthy
0: to, I'm not allowed to talk about this <laughs> why he paid me early I'm not allowed to,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed
0: to talk about this. he paid me early to to, to stay to stay hushed, okay, uh so he can bring it up on his own terms okay and I don't know when he plans for that
1: to be he didn't he didn't pay me off though
0: that that's tr- That part's true. That part's true, but yeah, no, he got rich. Uh,
1: Another thing I noticed, do you you notice that when you do your intros, you go like this, what's up everyone? And you just don't look at the camera ever.
0: I was told it's bad form to make eye contact with the camera. It's like breaking the fourth wall.
1: I think in the beginning, I mean, you're saying what's up everyone to the camera. What's up everyone we're here with, and then we shift over. To Matt Berkey.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And then I'm not a professional with this. Touched. I'm not going to pretend. Like I'm
1: just putting it out there. I noticed that you've done that. It's continuously. intentional. Okay.
0: It's intentional. I, I, you know, I was told not to make eye contact. Well, when you I've look, done a lot of interviews. When you look don't down, look at
1: the camera. you look like a bitch, and I think that's what Doug Polk really pounces on.
0: Oh right, right. Because you
1: look like a bitch.
0: Yeah. I was gonna. Our Halloween tradition died. Yeah. We, we didn't. We didn't get dressed up today. Uh, I'd been sick in bed the last few days and didn't make it out this morning to get a costume. I was gonna dress up as a truck driver, yeah, you know, Polk style and back that bitch up. But I thought about it. And I'm just like, what does it? What does a truck driver wear? A trucker hat? I I have a trucker hat.
1: Trucker hat, flannel. Yeah. Basically, you go with flannel, it'll work. I just think that For- like
0: it would be very difficult to differentiate between like dressing up as a hillbilly a biker a trucker like all of these all of these like certain um subcultures sure seem to just have like this massive overlap i had
1: three costumes ready for you um one was a barney costume barney you were gonna wear barney yeah so i had a barney costume
0: why i would have agreed i would have Throwing something together. If I knew you were going to dress in a Barney costume,
1: um, I actually wore it before. Though that's the problem. I wore it on a Starcraft broadcast shirt. Blizzard contacted me how the same night. The problem
0: at all? Oh, I know.
1: Blizzard contacted me the same night. Told me to put a shirt on.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous!
1: Wait, you were in a full purple dinosaur costume? No, 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 not not Barney the dinosaur. Barney from Flintstones.
0: Oh, mm. okay, that's still pretty good.
1: Okay, uh, second one I had was.
0: Um, oh, so you went the sexy route. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, the second one I had was a Pac-Man outfit, where it's just, it literally is. That would have yeah? been great.
0: You couldn't have been Barney if I wasn't Fred. I, or,
1: or you or would have been Miss Pac-Man. Or the ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Postle. ghost would have been awesome. That would have been great. That would
0: have been really good. Man.
1: And then I had uh, a trucker hat and a, um, a matted down polo t-shirt to go as Mike Postle. But I realized that, you know, you guys are under.
0: yeah. Also, awesome. like, come on. That's not... That's so easy. I mean... Low-hanging fruit, man. You know, punch up.
1: At least I, ha- I tried, okay?
0: <laughs> that's fair. You
1: texted me the other day saying, hey, we should do... Th- or yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. And
0: your response was, are you going to dress up? And when I said yes, ghost. I got nothing. If you had told me you actually had costumes... Well... I would have put in you more say effort. Some
1: words have meaning.
0: I would I have, have put in more effort if I knew that like you were prepped and ready to go. Sure. Especially if I would have known that I could have just like gotten the ghost costume for Ms. It would Batman. have been great, dude. It that would, would have, have been great.
1: Good. Maybe we reshoot this. But also, I can't forget, this is also like the election podcast too, right? Like, yeah. Soon, it's going to be, it's going to, it's all going to be over. Like, do you see? We're not going to know until like. Okay. Well, what are the odds that either candidate concedes the night of? Zero. Zero percent. Literally
0: zero. I, I mean, I would bet the farm on yeah. zero.
1: So yeah, I, I guess no one's really no one's really gonna know, but I'm sure there's gonna be some indicators. I don't know.
0: This is the worst sweat of all time. There are gonna be people glued to the television to get like a fifty percent report.
1: Did you get it in on that Matt Glantz money? No. He uh, he's heavy on Biden though. I thought he's heavy on Biden. He just hedged. Oh really? Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, I know why. The line just moved the drastically gorgeous i'm yeah. sure for him so, yeah yeah he's, yeah, just he's probably just arbitraging he's just printing and just making money yeah yeah he's sharp yeah
1: i want to get Matt clinton sharp yeah
0: he's not he's not a dumb man
1: yeah why are we doing all this
0: dude? i mean to be fair like he's in a group chat with poker players who said something to the effect of and they're his friends and they i remember reading a tweet uh a couple of days ago and it said like something to the effect of uh Yada, 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 Trump is the president, yada, 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 that means he would never lie. Yeah. I saw or that. something to that effect. And it's just like, well, if these are your friends, of course you're just fleecing them for all they're worth.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're poker players. Like, they have yeah, You're getting pleased. the best lines you on earth to. always. Yeah. So you left Twitter, speaking of which. I did. You're I'm, done. I'm taking a temporary hiatus. Okay. Break it down. I, I asked you a little bit before, but obviously not too much. Why? It's yeah. like your main source of.
0: I really enjoy everything. Twitter. I, yeah. I well, I really enjoy the platform and like what it offers. I really hate the actual. I don't want to say community because that seems unfair to the good actors, but I really hate the um, echo chambers that build out of it. And like, unfortunately, I think that that is what. Twitter shifting into it's just a bunch of different corners of echo chambers so everybody's instead of like building brands or platforms now you're literally building your own personal echo chamber and you know you spend a lot of time muting and blocking those who oppose it and you spend a lot of time like retweeting liking and fist pumping for those who are are on your side but really what it was I was just like really sick the last three days and um, it was a strange thing because I was stuck in bed, I was bored, and I was, like, tired but couldn't sleep because I was feverish and had chills at the same time. And, like, for anybody who's gone through that, it's just impossible. Your body's just, like, always convulsing. So, like, you just don't fall asleep. And you would think that, like, I would be spending my time on social media. I didn't open it for days. And it was, like, so relieving uh, that it kind of made me think, like, maybe this isn't quite how I should be spending the bulk of my time. But really like the, the deeper issue to all this is that I've just been absolutely useless from uh, a business growth perspective for all of 2020. Mm. And I've noticed that like, as I've become less productive, my social media engagement just increases like tenfold. So I'm like, you know, basically the long and short of it is I think that everything I've ever been relatively good at is from a 30,000 foot approach. Like, I'm pretty good at macro stuff. I'm good at moving big pieces. I'm good at seeing the big picture. I'm good at understanding, like, the overall strategies. I'm not very detail oriented. I'm not great at drilling down and, like, getting to the absolute tiniest little nuance and solving it. And I utilize Twitter the same way, where I would try to, you know, put forth macro thoughts or ideas or hypotheses or whatever the case may be. But it's a very micro. Sort of community because, again, everybody's trying to get funneled into an echo chamber. So I was just kind of like, ah, maybe I should like stop this and lean on platforms that um, kind of help, I guess, foster that growth in the macro, mm-hmm. which would be this. You know, this is long form. I get to exhaust my thoughts, yeah. getting back to my blog, uh, spending a little bit more time just like looking at other avenues of solve why they need to grow and stuff like that.
1: I recently was, um, I did a hangout with my brothers. My older brother is from, or is in Portland right now. My younger brother is in uh, the Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. in New Jersey. So we did like a day-long gaming session. During that time, I didn't go on social media at all. Yeah. And I didn't check COVID numbers or any politics. And it was wonderful.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the other thing is I knew the election was a week away. And it's like if ever there's a time to escape, it has to be now. Yes. I don't want to like. It's
1: terrible right
0: now. Yeah. And it's really hard like not to like see somebody say something pro-Trump and have it trigger you because it's like I'm, I'm, in, I'm pretty open-minded and I would like to think I'm as objective as I humanly can be or at least I'm, I'm striving towards that. Mm-hmm. But it's really fucking difficult to see like people with blue check marks. Start talking about like the Hunter Biden laptop and sure, yeah, like like I saw Mercier retweet something yesterday about this list of all the things that we know about Hunter Biden, like he's a pedophile, he took money and yada yada yada, and like all of this is totally unfounded at this point. Sure, maybe there's some truth to it, or maybe it's just Giuliani, like you know, whatever. And I'm just like, oh god, like I like Jay, like I'm friends with Jay. I don't want this to be something that I ever talk to him about.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a weird spot right now. Um, Like, I sometimes wonder, you know how we thought the ridiculousness of like the birther stuff, all that. um, Now that we're spouting out, or liberals are spouting out things about like, oh, the the New York is under, um, I'm sorry, Trump is under investigation from New York. And as soon as, you know, he loses the presidency, He's going to be under investigation in that state. Yeah. Um, you hear all of these corruption scandals and stuff, and I wonder if the other side thinks it's just us, us thinking the same thing that we thought about the birther issue. Like it's all fake. Like you guys are just complaining about things. It's a really weird spot because. I look at the outrage that happened with Obama mm-hmm. and I was friends with a ton of Republicans. I was in New Jersey at the time. I was friends with a ton of Republicans. My ex-girlfriend at the time, her dad was very Republican. Um, it's just, I, I, I had to interact with them all the time. And yeah. It was mostly cordial, but they said some, in my opinion, um, very crazy things contradicting, um, you know, I thought, very widely held beliefs like Obama's from America. Yeah, Um, He's not trying to create death panels. But then I hear all of these things that we're saying and I'm not saying they're wrong but it almost feels like it's coming across the same way that we heard the things about No,
0: 100%. And if you look at the root of both, they're just takedown pieces, right? Like we see Trump as everything that's wrong or the enemy just the way that conservatives saw the same in obama you know like we we've we've teamified politics yeah and we've drawn these lines in the sand where you have to choose one side or the other and it's it's insanity and it drives this irrational like (laughs) obviously like it was insane to think that we elected a president who wasn't uh, an american it's also probably equally as insane to think that all of the negative news that's getting pushed on Trump is, is true or has a shred of truth. The whole, at the end of it though, all of it is just in an attempt to shorten the amount of time that this man spends in office, be it Obama or Trump, right? It's like whatever we have, it's all smear campaigns. So it's just like, who cares, right? It's like, if, if you're on the left right now and you're, and you're spending all that time and energy, like, uh, you know, waiting for their shoe to drop and for Trump to get his, just like, why? why like you know the damage has been done we all fucked up electing him to begin with like sure if he's truly done some sort of crime against humanity or against this country or whatever the case may be would love to see him get punished would i love to see him pay back taxes for you know decades of likely underreported yeah of course But like also like i don't care it's not going to change my life. It's not going to no. change our plight right now in the country or anything in between.
1: For the most part, it doesn't matter if he goes bankrupt or whatever, he's always going to be fine. Yeah. He yeah. Has, he's too big to fail at this he's, point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that is the, the number one problem with, with the current landscape of everything. There are too many entities that are too big to fail.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And You know, I always look at democracy as these tiny little um, dictatorships that are trying to just amass power, right? Right. These companies. Mm -hmm. And we had a problem back in the day with like Carnegie and Rockefeller because they got so powerful that they were like their own little government. Right. And we realized we had to do something about it. And now I wonder where are the businesses right now? How big is Google relative to Carnegie to Rockefeller, etc. Bigger. Bigger.
0: Bigger. It's it's worldwide, not not nationwide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I, know,
0: and that's the thing. You you're you're speaking to a very valid point. We're on the crux of a revolution. Yeah. You know, that was the industrial revolution and that's the thing. The Carnegie uh this is really funny. So, slight aside. But uh I grew up in Pittsburgh and Andrew Carnegie is um as big of a staple in Pittsburgh as he was in New York. So there's a lot of like Uh, Things named after him, um, the museums are named after him and things of that nature, right? Uh, I didn't know until I was about 16 years old that Andrew Carnegie and Andrew Carnegie were the same person. I knew it to be Carnegie Hall Uh and Carnegie Museum because we're yinzers and we pronounce things fucking (laughs) weird.
1: I don't even know what a yinzer is.
0: Uh, it's so, you know how like in the South, instead of saying like, like the plural for you, they'll use y'all in Pittsburgh, they say yins. And where did so, that come from. So what did uh, Pittsburgh was like little New York. Like okay. most people came into, uh, immigrated into New York, uh, Italians, Greeks, uh, Polish, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because of the steel industry and well, basically just industry as a whole, Pittsburgh became like the next stopping point. There was just no port. So like they came in through Three Mile Island and all this other stuff. And there was this big confluence of all these first generation immigrants. And because of that, you had a lot of uh, English as a second language kind of being merged together. And this whole other dialect kind of developed where it was like you had like first generation immigrants from Ireland, from Italy, from uh, Germany, Germany whatever this whole uh thing and somehow out of it was this like pittsburghese that was born and it's the strangest thing because it is a traditional type of city it's just carried through the generations we have this weird uh like we we say we say certain words with like a draw that just makes no sense (laughs) to the english language whatsoever uh we make up words like there's a list of probably like 30 words that if i speak it yeah Oh god, yeah. I, I lost like the Pittsburgh accent. Uh huh. What's the most
1: ridiculous sentence that you can say right now?
0: I, I would have to think about it a little bit, but like, um, I, I could give you like a list of five or six words uh-huh. that maybe I couldn't use coherently in a sentence together. Okay, okay. But like, you would have no idea what I was talking about. So like, if I told you to go red up your room, would you have any idea what that means? Clean it up. Yeah. Yeah, like don't know where that came from, but like, yeah, like red up means to clean Um, a buggy car. It's a shopping cart,
1: a cart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's a shopping cart. Um, A jagger bush.
1: Your mom's genitals?
0: No, it's a thorn bush. (laughs) Uh, there's, There's just like this litany of these words.
1: Oh, I thought you said cougar bush. That's why.
0: Oh, right, right. Sure. No, jagger. Um, but but yeah, like, you know, we make up all of these words and, uh, we pronounce things very strangely. I I don't know. There's, there's actually, uh, at funny enough at Carnegie Mellon, um, there was a professor who taught, uh, linguistics there and she did an entire course on Pittsburghese. I I watched uh, a couple of seminars that were like three hours long. It was fascinating to hear her like dig to the root of some of these words.
1: It's weird, but I think every place in the U S has something like that. New Jersey, we have Benny's, Mm -hmm. um, referred to everybody from North, North Jersey and, uh, New York. And we just shit on them. I mean, I guess that's a little bit different, but
0: yeah, I mean, that's just slang for
1: it's like, whatever. Burgundy Elizabeth. It's all the counties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's not at all the same. Whatever. Anyway,
0: I got way off track, but the whole point I was trying to get at is that, you know, uh, these men have buildings named after them. They were highly revered, uh-huh. like history. History smiles upon them. But you know, if you really dig deep and don't look at the revisionist history, they were kind of they they were kind of like tyrannists in a way. Like it was one of those things where when there's blood in the streets, by real estate. Like they were doing that in droves, and they had no concerns about like the poor or the the wealth gap. Um, I think we're seeing that a lot with tech now. Uh, I think yeah. the the arms race now is just sheer in technology AI things of that
1: nature, and we're just begging them to give some to the little folk you know? right we're we're begging them to be like bill Gates
0: yeah yeah and, and and crazy enough, it seems like despite having gone through this cycle in you know we're a young country, two hundred fifty years older or, or whatever uh but despite having already gone through this cycle in our country's lifetime. We don't seem to be any better equipped for it. Like the regulations and and the things that are put into place as levelers aren't effective because we found loopholes to circumvent yeah. them. We found ways for corporations to pay no tax. We found ways for lobbyists to ensure that like these are all protected. And the craziest thing of all, and this is the part that like really gets me is – I think that's all unforgivable and it's going to make it to the point where we ultimately succumb failure uh, uh, off the other side of it but it would be forgivable if we were the world's leader in everything right if we were winning the arms race for space for exploration for uh new tech for AI for all of these things if we were just, if if the gold standard was America when it came to science and advancement in the technological space then like okay at least it wasn't all for naught. we can guarantee that like for generations to come this is going to be the greatest country on earth
1: but we're not yeah you
0: know it's 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 just like we're the most selfish country on the earth
1: it sucks because um man incentives are so disaligned with even putting out technology at the rate where we research it like look at apple on how they oh, yeah. reduced their... They've been doing this for
0: 15 years. I've never owned an iPhone because of that. They always withhold whatever their latest and greatest technology is because they had no competition for the better part of two decades. Right? So it's like, oh yeah, we've we've come out with a phone that has three times as many megapixels as what's on the market.
1: But it's, it's unique to America. Well, I, I'm not going to go that far actually, but I think Apple is only like really successful in America and, and Canada. Well, now. Now.
0: Yeah, now. But at a, at a point, they had over 50% market share worldwide.
1: Now they have like 10 or something. Yeah. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Android market has just like exploded. And that makes sense because yes. it was a true free market. Yes. Right? It wasn't one product or one company. It was 10 to 15 that were all at an arms race to try to take over that side.
1: Yeah, we are so far away from a free market in all these different sectors now. Mm. It makes it so difficult. Like even here in America, we're not really a free market compared to, you know, Europe, the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, how much easier would this business be if you had online poker across the board in the US? Sure. So much easier. Yeah. But you just have an inherent disadvantage because of the laws that we have here. It's um, It's weird, like, in some ways, we do need regulation to keep everything fair. But in some ways, regulation just like destroys us. It's such well, I a, think
0: that's the that's the whole reason why we still have a two-party system. Yeah. It's right? one
1: side says we need regulations. Right. The other side says we don't need any regulations.
0: Right. And they're both right.
1: And they're both wrong.
0: Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That That's precisely it. It's like one side over-regulates and one side drastically undervalues what regulation can offer. Yes. And uh, they're... they're Just seems to be no middle ground like you stand for one or the other and like that's just so insane to me
1: it's brutality anyway i forgot how we got here um oh yeah we're talking about twitter sure and how you're off of it (laughs) i've been thinking a lot about getting rid of twitter facebook and everything the problem i have with it is just like the memories we have on there the Mm -hmm. photos if i would ever be back like I don't know. Sometimes I just want to hard delete it because it's just such a bad influence on the world. But I feel like unless all of us delete it, it's just not worth it. Somebody's. I might as well I, just keep it. I have
0: more conflicting thoughts. Um, I actually think that there is huge, huge, huge upside to specifically Twitter and Instagram, uh, and YouTube. Far less Facebook. I think Facebook has gone the way of MySpace.
1: What are the distinctions between Facebook and Twitter to you?
0: In short, Twitter is built for medium form content. And I think that right now, that's what consumers want the most. We want these blips and blurbs that are going to like better our life. Uh, So I think like from from a leader's standpoint or an influencer's, influencer's standpoint, like people who can actually impart change in the world, I think Twitter is just like a fantastic platform. Uh, I think it's a great place for people to learn, but I also think it's a great place of misinformation. Facebook, I think, only just has the downsides of all that. I think that it's so over-commercialized that it's just a bunch of misinformation jumbled throughout the algorithm. Um, And again, I think they both suffer the way of creating an echo chamber. I mean, their algorithms are kind of built that way. Uh, From my understanding, Facebook more so than Twitter. But... Uh, definitely the churn on Facebook is just like 100% like, uh, propagated based on, you know, what, what your interests are, what Mm -hmm. your likes are and and things of that nature. So like you're just constantly being fed and refed.
1: You know, I, I had a friend tell me, um, and I didn't even know this was happening. Like I did, but I didn't, but let me get into it. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that Facebook was very binary. You have a group that it's like a hate group. Okay. It lives there. Fine. You have a group that they love kittens. Okay. It's there. It's fine. Yeah. Apparently there are groups now that are built as cats and dog photos mm-hmm. and then they merge political. Yeah. So they gain your trust so that you follow them over and then over time they warp yeah. the type of posts. They do this they with religion
0: in. too. I had uh, no clue. It's yeah, it's it's no so clue. insanely manipulative, man. Like honestly, like this is this is like what it's all coming to head. Uh, with is I think we're getting to a point where we still understand so little about psychology um, that the rapid advancement of technology as a whole is really preying upon our vulnerabilities in understanding the human mind and those who have a leg up in comprehending how to manipulate it are just like stepping on the throats of humans everywhere and it's kind of tragic in nature because It's going to crumble before anything else happens. And yeah, people are going to rise from the ashes really wealthy. But uh, as silly as it sounds, I think the the solution to this is don't let these platforms monetize. You know, like if you stripped Facebook of advertisement, like completely no workarounds, no loopholes, nothing at all. It's literally just a social gathering place. It suddenly gets a lot less dystopian. It's dead, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there needs right. to be a way to and, and do it and still incentivize. You're talking
1: them. about like, okay, we can also have peace on
0: sure, on <laughs> yeah, I get it, right?
1: Like, we already let the cat out, uh, or yeah, yeah, it's too cat late out of the back, yeah. Um, yeah, because what Facebook stock is gigantic right now,
0: right? Right, yeah, and uh, it, yeah, I I don't know how you could ever it just keeps it.
1: growing, which is crazy. Well, the more and more bad publicity it gets, it's like it does better.
0: Right, because everybody... The thing is they just keep integrating more and more and more to ways where like... So for instance, uh, Tinder and Facebook have nothing to do with one another. But if I download Tinder and I want to log into it, I can integrate my Facebook. So I don't even have to create a login. I could just log in through Facebook Mm -hmm. and now be completely integrated. And like for those reasons, people become less and less inclined to delete their Facebook. And so long as they still have it active the entire world now is able to be advertised to. So it's just going to continually grow exponentially.
1: So you mentioned um, this is gonna get worse and worse until it all crumbles. What does crumbling look like? I don't even know what that state is.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I don't know People because, say that too and I always wonder like, what are they talking about? Right. I, I don't know what that looks like. I just see it as-
0: If you would ask me a year ago, I would have said, what we saw in 2020 where people were just like completely isolated, you know, kind of losing their scruples a little bit. The world slows down like you would have thought that this would have been a chance for a hard reset. But instead, it ended up with like everybody in a shouting match, totally distracted from the greater point. Like, you know, we, we've we been dealing with uh, a legitimate pandemic. It's not like a proposed one or a, a supposed one where some people believe it is, some people believe it's not. It, it's classified as a pandemic. And there's debate. There's literal debate as to whether or not, like, this is a thing we need to care about. Um. So, yeah, I, I mean, like, I would have said 2020 is what it looks like when we hit rock bottom. But I think we're really far away from any sort of, like, social media rock bottom.
1: Yeah. I sadly do, too.
0: Have you seen the uh, Social Dilemma or whatever?
1: You're the one that sent it to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or told me to go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I watch all the, like, the frontline PBS stuff, the specials of social media. I,
0: I really do think the upside outweighs the down, but maybe that's unfair because maybe the downside is just so much worse than I could ever imagine. I
1: mean, like, the technology, if it's used for good, is just so beneficial to humans. Yeah. Right? Like, it's actually helpful that... I go to Amazon, I order like a back back massager mm-hmm. and it gives me like, you know, all the other options and it knows based on my preferences of yeah. what I'd be more accustomed to. And it's, it's cool because it's like they've customized it for each individual and no human actually knows. It's just the system knows, the machine knows. Um, and it's very useful. But yeah. at what point does it become... But even, even, even that aside, just
0: like the sheer platforms themselves, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, whatever new thing pops up, the sheer and utter platforms themselves. So like let's just take Twitter and Instagram because I think that they use the two oldest forms of, uh, of medium, right? One is just sheer images and the other one is the written word. They have provided a service that in its purest form, Can advance photography and the written word by like centuries over a tiny little time span, right? Mm -hmm. So our ability to like, I, I mean, like this could honestly, if used appropriately, where we started to use the AI in our favor and things like that, this could advance education and advance the arts in a way that like took a revolution throughout the course of history and, you know, centuries long to actually get to a certain point. Like we can see it happening like overnight cuz we can fact check. We can we can digest so many different sources and so many different voices can now be heard and and put out there. Yeah. And like yeah, there's the problem that like before, you had to go through a lot of filters in order to get a book written or to get published or whatever the case may be. But those filters weren't necessarily quality control, right? It was just more so ensuring that there wasn't it wasn't too easy to do it but like if you knew someone or you were wealthy or whatever there's a lot of really fucking bad ideas in in published books out there so like it's not like that was a a great system either this system that technology provides it's really fantastic it's just nobody cares
1: yeah it's the fight about like too much choice over too little choice yeah yeah. before it was too little yeah now is it too much
0: well, the, Probably. the idea would be that AI could reduce it from being too much. Sure. Right? AI sh- should be able to cut through the fodder for us yeah. and just say, like, here's the cream. This is what everybody should be concerning themselves with. And honestly, you should see a very quick advancement in a lot of areas, right? You should see things like theoretical sciences start to make strides in areas where they've been kind of stagnant for decades and things of that nature. Maybe we still will. Um but we're going to see a lot of regression, particularly whenever you start talking about the the median uh, person or the median household, right? Like those people that are just living the everyday traditional life, they're probably going to suffer more from social media than, than gain, right? Because the low-hanging fruit that social media offers is a distraction and... Those distractions are now being monetized.
1: Yeah, and then what do they get out of it? Right, it, they're just right. They're just mowing lawns. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. They're just wasting time. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, for for platforms, it's obviously gigantic, um and it still will stay that way. That's why I was so pro- surprised, honestly, because mm-hmm. you command such a huge platform on Twitter. But I know you're still posting on Instagram, and you're going to be. Uh Instagram and something else. Oh, you're your I wanna
0: blog. R- I wanna write on my blog again. So yeah. like here's the thing. I'll um I'll still just like if I come up with a new blog piece or whatever, I'll still just post it. Um I have HootSuite, so like I don't even need to log into Twitter for that. I can just like fire off a scheduled post or whatever. Uh and same thing, like I'll be doing this every week. So I'll still be active, I guess. Uh sadly, we're still a slave to the algorithm. I don't want to go dormant. Um but yeah, I just don't want to engage. I, I don't want to
1: check the notifications. Every and- time I tweet and someone responds with a conflicting um, opinion, mm-hmm. I ask myself, why did I even do this? Why did I even put my voice out there? Because it's just so much work, yeah. dude. Yeah. And it's like, it's tough because you'll you'll say a word and that word has so many different meanings um, or ideas or, you know, just give an example. Like if I say BLM, BLM means so many different things to so many other people. Yeah. Um, Right. For one person, it could mean it's like a terrorist group. For another person, it means it's um, a force for change and a revolution. And I don't know what their baseline is. Right. So I speak and they have to talk. As soon as they see it, they assume a baseline for me. Yeah. And it's just all over the place. I
0: think that's been one of my biggest challenges with Twitter is like I'm always speaking from the macro and a lot of the terms that we use in poker are like pretty thrown together, right? They, they, we don't all have a fundamental working definition. Like, yeah, we have a roundabout, but your understanding or knowledge of that definition or uh, subsection of, of game theory or whatever the case may be is gonna dictate how you respond to what I said. So when I say GTO, your inner working of what you think GTO is, is going to provide the context to everything else that was said in that paragraph. And it didn't really dawn on me until I started like analyze this a little bit further. It's like, well, no fucking wonder, like so many people disagree with what I have to say or dislike what I have to say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a point where... um I think it was maybe a month ago or so uh whenever the RTA stuff came out um we did a podcast on it and I mentioned like you know a handful of things that I saw being big problems and uh the downside to all of it and um you know what I didn't think was happening like I didn't think that GG just suddenly Woke up one day and was like, oh, we have this new technology, Flag 40 account. It's just like either you had it or this is just like to cover and make people feel happy, whatever the case may be. So, like, you know, I, I methodically went through all of this. Like three days later, uh, Dominic Nietzsche went on a podcast and he went through the exact same thing. And like I listened to it and we were almost like simultaneously saying the exact same thing point by point. Like literally it was like almost off of a script. Um, And then it kind of ended with him saying like. Uh, I watched Berkey's podcast and I like disagree with everything he has to say. Uh, I think he should leave this to the to the people who are experts in RTA. Mm-hmm. And like to hear that it was just like how on earth could we ever be talking past each other this profoundly when it's abundantly clear that we're in complete agreement on pretty much everything. And what it was is the big emphasis on um my outlook on how it impacts online poker in the long run versus his for him. He thinks it's like something that is occurring and needs to be policed. And the community is going to do their damnedest to pressure the online sites. But you know, we're kind of forced to just choose sites that are more diligent with it. Uh, and my outlook is this is a red flag for the beginning of the end. Like Mm -hmm. everybody should recognize that this is where it begins. And if, corrective action doesn't
1: and it's not hard to build in random mistakes into an rta sure you know like yeah oh okay we know what we're supposed to do let's say like 62 percent of the time we raise 33 percent yeah okay um we we flip for it okay now we're gonna do like a 92 percent of the time we go with the correct decision eight percent of the time we go with the incorrect Decision yeah, yeah. Where we go fifty percent instead of thirty
0: three. Yeah, I, yeah. You're. I understand what you're saying. There's you know? ways to like level it where you correct. give up a little bit of EV and correct. you hide it a little bit better. But the whole point is that like it doesn't even matter which one of our, which one of our outlooks are correct. All that matters is like the viewpoint of what's happening here and now. Sure. And and the simple fact that like uh that there was a disalignment there, just because the macro vantage point. Was so different. It just made me realize that like. Communicating at this point. Is so fucking hard. In short bursts. Like it just has to be done in long form. Or it has to be done. Like in good faith by all parties.
1: Yeah. I made a tweet. Uh, the, the tweet that triggered me. I made a tweet that said something like. Greater number of tests. Facilitate a lower um a lower
0: positive Mortality rate no positive oh, okay. testing okay
1: yeah um and I, I i mean it was a poorly crafted tweet yeah. but i said that statement yeah. and i thought it was actually pretty well known that because you know right now or six months ago i'd say all the people that had symptoms were the only ones that were qualified to get the test right Right, so it wasn't a simple random sample, which is it wasn't just okay, you know, one percent of the time you're going to get a test. Okay, mm-hmm. you're you're tested this time. Okay, let's go to a random other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Et right, right. Um, so only people that had symptoms were getting tested. So of course, the percentage it's is already biased. Be high. Yeah, it's super biased. Yeah, right. So a lot of times it's a it's a not a useless stat, but it it you have to realize that this whole stat. Changes its its meaning over time, so when people were complaining to me that oh, we have a lower we have the lowest percentage ever, and we do the highest amount of testing, it's like yes, they're facilitated one by another, mm-hmm. but still a problem that we have so many here in America, right like, this shouldn't be nipped in the bud like how New Zealand did it, but of course it's not, and it just frustrates me. When I hear things like "Oh, we're doing a great job, like no, we're not
0: right you
1: can just look at other take all of Europe and take us, yeah, and what are the amount of deaths that's all that really matters right at the end the amount of deaths we're just not doing a great job
0: that well that's the biggest issue is that statistical analysis is one of the like more difficult things that everybody thinks that they're good at and it's also like one of the most easily manipulated things on earth. Absolutely. Like I'll never forget one of my elementary teachers in uh, a math class or maybe a sociology class uttered the phrase that uh, figures don't lie, but liars figure. And I never forgot it because it's so true. It's so easy to just manipulate the way data reads. If you overlook one, one thing or you don't qualify something or, or whatever the case may be. Right. So it's like in this particular instance, if you demonstrate the ratio, of course we're on par with the world. Yeah. You know, 1% is dying or whatever, one and a half percent is dying. But if you look at the raw data, where it's just sheer number of deaths, sheer volume of yes. deaths.
1: Now all it's of a sudden insane. it's
0: just like, it's insane.
1: Yeah. It's insane. Right. Like India's gonna get it. I know that yeah. for sure. I don't know if you've seen the numbers. Anyway, I don't wanna go too far in COVID. Um, it was more on how that tweet got a lot of backlash. Because it's like, you know, people were saying that I was an idiot for thinking that, that it doesn't facilitate lower, a lower percentage of positive, uh, positive rate. Yeah. And, um, you know, just going into it, trying to explain to one person, I'm like, this, this doesn't work to scale. I'm going to convince one person. But you know,
0: you know what fixes that? A blue check mark and a little note in your bio. Does it? Yeah. It's like the second that you say like BS in actuary science from so-and-so, it's like, yeah, I have to listen to you now. Because like I'm just, well, not me particularly, but like the average person is just going to be like, I haven't taken math past 12th grade. So it's like I've never even taken a province stats class. But then again, you know, those people aren't necessarily going to be the ones that are, are quick to Regress yeah, their opinion.
1: I, I, I still feel like, man, does it even matter? Fauci is getting death threats right now. Yeah.
0: Right? I've, um, my level of apathy the last six months is concerning. Uh, I used to like be very worried about my nephew after he graduated high school because he just turned, I mean, he always had a sense of apathy about him, but, um, you know, he fell into a good friend group in high school and like, Started to take on interests and stuff like that. But like when it came to that hard divide of like college, career, other, it just became very clear that not only did he not have a preference, but he didn't have a desire either. Like he was just so indifferent to everything. And then it started to spill over, right? It's like, okay, I can understand. You're 18. You don't necessarily know what you want to do moving on. I get it. I was terrified at that age, but I was lucky I had baseball. So the path was very pre-chosen. And that was nice. Thank God. Um, You don't have that luxury. So let me help as best I can. Let me take you on a gap year. Let me travel with you. See see what you enjoy, whatever. But when it started to spill over elsewhere, you know, it's like, well, like, how do you feel about your family, your friends, your, and it's just sheer and utter indifference over and over and over again. It's like, you have a long road ahead, man. Like, indifference just doesn't get you out of bed in the morning. No. right it it just drives this nihilism home where it's like what the fuck is this all for and the last six months have just felt so overwhelmingly nihilistic to me and not in like a healthy philosophical sense of just like i accept that there's no meaning and we'll all be dirt when it's all said and done yeah. and because of that i'm free to like live my life to the fullest no like in the most apathetic indifferent sense of the word where it's just like what the fuck is the point of this? And that's in the midst of like one of my best financial years too. Not one bit of that moved the needle. It's just like great money. Who cares? Like I couldn't be any more indifferent to like earning. Yeah. And that's so sick.
1: It's weird. I, I do feel... Look, we're, we're really lucky. We're in situations where we don't have to worry about... um making rent and sure. stuff like that yeah, because yeah, yeah. then w- when there's a gun to the back of your head every single fucking day oh fuck it's yeah brutal
0: fuck yeah but like i'm almost like i almost feel like i'm trying to put myself in that situation to like oh. reawaken myself and remember that i'm human and that that i have a purpose it, it sucks because like i you know i've talked about this a lot over the last few years
1: why don't you short bitcoin right now no <laughs> god no <laughs> One McDonald's thing I, doing it that's right one thing I feel confident about Timex is shorting <laughs> shorting Bitcoin right now
0: he's I mean if he's doing it there's probably some merit behind it but like what a psycho
1: well it'll get your juices falling either way dude
0: yeah I don't truly want to go broke <laughs> I just think I could go broke I know
1: it's uh, weird do you really think that putting yourself in a situation like that like of um I don't want to say like suffering but you know in that really no weird- that's a great word you I wanna shine.
0: Suffer. I shine when I suffer.
1: Yeah, me too, actually.
0: Uh I I texted this to a friend yesterday. It was this like video um from a YouTube channel that I followed called Gymshark. And it was just like a minute and a half. Uh I don't know if it was meant to be a motivational video or what, but it was like a minute and a half of just athletes training, not playing. Like you didn't even know they were athletes outside of the fact that like they were just training, right? And it was just like all the blood, sweat, and tears that went into the training. And I just sent it to them and I was like, you know, I realized like I don't wake up and go to the gym because of the aesthetics or because I want abs or because I'm training for an event or a sport or anything of that nature. I literally do it so that I can just know that I'm capable of this every single day, that I'm capable of pushing the envelope as far as like how much suffering I can entail. And I don't know why. It sounds so sadistic in nature, but like there's just a part of me that just absolutely thrives in chaos and like just always wants to further harden myself. And I know that's probably not a great thing, but I think the inverse is worse.
1: I love that workout failure, like where you're struggling to do something. Um, I, I was sick, like in track. I loved feeling that. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but it's when you're running, let's say like a 400. Did Mm -hmm. you run track or anything? Uh, Well, you did baseball.
0: We did 440s and 220s all the time. Okay.
1: So you you know that feeling when you're sprinting like a 400, so it's a longer distance Yeah. and like your back starts to give out, but you're still fucking running. Yeah. I love that feeling, but I hate it, but I love it. I love getting to that point to know that I I did well. My problem is activating myself to go up and just go do it.
0: 100%. That's... I can't do it. It's it's so weird. And that's been the last six months. The indifference yeah. has kept me same, same, same from putting my foot through the door.
1: I just can't and, and then like okay, last week was the first week I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna jump rope, I'm gonna stretch. I did jump rope, I went to failure, felt great. Um, it's been like three days mm-hmm. because my body's just been crumbled. Um and it's really it's really difficult for me to do it again and i just don't know why this activation I've never energy... had
0: I've never had this it's so foreign to me um but like yeah I, i've spoken a lot about like maslow's hierarchy of needs and i i don't want to sound ungrateful because uh, your point is very valid like we are so fucking lucky compared to 99% of the world so like i'm certainly not sitting here bitching and bemoaning my plight in life like i'm so fortunate if i died tomorrow i'd be one of the luckiest people on earth but what i'm getting at is that For most people, they spend the majority of their life in that bottom third of the hierarchy, trying to fulfill survival needs, food, water, shelter, clothing. And then, you know, if they're lucky, they get to spend a little bit of time on love for oneself and love for another. And it's like when that bottom third is cared for because you've aligned your ducks in a row or you've you've just basically created some sort of ecosystem that allows you to flourish beyond your basic needs. The mind is a trap, and it becomes. Th- this is why I'm so routine. People don't understand. Like they ask, like, why are you so diligent in like what you eat? Why why do you have to be so hard on, you know, creating intervals for yourself to work out every single day? Like, what do you care? When do you just like relax a little bit? It's like if I relax a little bit, this is what the result is. The yeah. gyms were closed for four months. I relaxed a little bit. And this is what I'm. I'm a fucking potato. Yeah, and not like I'm out of shape or anything like that. It's just my mind is goddamn mush because, like, my lower third's taken care of, but now my middle third—love for oneself, love for another—and moving towards like altruism and things like that—it's it's totally indifferent. Yeah, I just don't care.
1: Yeah, with the the whole shutdown. Just, I mean, it's not a shutdown, but you know, everybody's still yeah. taking precautions. Like, I don't feel comfortable going. I want to do BJJ so fucking badly. Yeah. I want to go out there and just compete again. I just feel like I can't. Yeah. So it's weird because my mind has put itself in a waiting period. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that feeling that you get when you're just finishing up school. Right. And you're waiting for your your real life to begin. Yeah. And you don't know what that trigger is. You don't know if it's a job you don't know if it's a girlfriend. You don't know if it's money. You don't, you're don't. you just waiting for that, you know? And that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm waiting on something. I'm just waiting for time to go. Yeah. So same. that this like, bullshit is over. Just
0: in a holding pen.
1: Yeah. But I don't know what that wait is for.
0: So maybe that's why I have like such bad anxiety alongside the apathy, which I've never been an anxious person. Uh, honest to God, I don't know if I've ever felt anxiety prior to this year. But like now I have like total and utter apathy and slight anxiety, and it's because I'm suddenly insanely aware of my age. And it just feels like a year lost in my 30s, which I only have two years left of. So it's like suddenly I just feel like I aged 10 years over the course of like 10 months because I was like stuck in this nice little region where it's like I managed to stay 33 for the better part of a decade. But now all of a sudden it's like okay, well, time's still moving. You're stuck standing still.
1: Yeah, but you you look and feel 33, 34. I think thirty four is right for you, Burke.
0: Yeah, fine. Uh, I, I'll take it's it. It's
1: weird to think that just in you're you're super close to forty than right thirty five.
0: Yeah, no, that's not something I like thinking about. It's, I know it's very strange, and I've never cared like about age or anything like that. Yeah. But there are certain like milestones. It's like okay. When I turned 30, it's like, yeah, I, I hoped to have been a millionaire by the time I was 30. Well, I was actually broke. But then by the time I was 31, I was worth a half a million. Yeah. And I, I wasn't that far behind pace, I guess, is my point. But it's like in my head, I didn't necessarily have tangible things I wanted to achieve by the time I was 40. But it's like in my head, it's uh, it, it would have been, you know, some pretty notable shit. Like if I was going to make a mark on society – by the time I turned 40, I probably would have been pretty close to doing so if not already having like laid the ground.
1: Is that your goal? To have a mark on society? I
0: used to think so. I, I don't necessarily know now.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, especially not in the headspace that I'm at now. Now it's just like the ice caps are melting. The, the whales are dying. Like,
1: so it's just bemoaning or are you in like the, the mindset of like, oh, if everything's dying, let's just go full hedonism.
0: Uh I'm not hedonistic at all. No. Um but I think for a very long portion of my life I thought I could fix everything. And now I feel like pretty helpless.
1: What was the change? Like what was it a long-term thing that it just slowly got warped or something happened? No, no,
0: I think it was like largely this year with everything freezing the way it did. It didn't allow me to just like kind of keep turning a blind eye. To the things that were staring me in the face. You you can't just like keep turning a blind eye to the fact that like you're not impacting anything for the greater good. Even though that may be your best intention. And, And like, yeah, I'm making impact on my family and my friends and I'm making sure they're cared for and stuff like that. And that's great and that's noble. But to warp that in your mind as saying like those are strides towards the greater good. It's only true if it is and it's not. Like if we're being honest with one another.
1: I just have such a, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to say stuff and I haven't really constructed all my thoughts to be well defined and well thought out. I, I feel like the world attaches so much and I do this terribly, but the world attaches so much of their identity, identity to their jobs and what they do. Mm-hmm. like all of a sudden because i work for a nonprofit, i'm a good person right or all of a sudden i i uh you know am a healthcare worker and i'm a hero yeah what if i just want to get paid yeah my parents pushed me into going into medicine the last thing they thought about was helping other people
0: no of course the first thing it's they were security
1: is money yeah, yeah for that's sure that's all they wanted for, for sure me, for sure right and i feel like we attach so much to the things that we work for um, to the identity of those human beings. And it's, that's because
0: it's because again, like the, the hierarchy, people don't get out of the rat race. I don't care like how well to do you are. They're still in the rat race. The most wealthy people in the world are still just trying to accumulate more. Right. So like, they're still just in that accumulation phase, which is like the lower third. They're not actually, how much do you think Jeff? uh, You know, I don't fucking know the guy. Like realistically, how much do you think Jeff Bezos in hour in, in, in cumulative hours per day? How much do you think he's spending on self improvement, on improvement of relationships in his life? You know, love for himself, love for another, things of that nature. I don't even know if we can measure it in I, I don't even know. It might be seconds, right? And like, well,
1: on himself, he probably is putting in time,
0: maybe. Why wouldn't he? Because he's goddamn disgusting. Rich, you don't have to.
1: Yeah, you, like when you say that, you like working out and shit like that.
0: Uh, no, the, I, I think that counts. But I'm I'm speaking more like philosophically.
1: Oh, okay. Because you know he looks better like now than he does like ten years. Yeah, I'm sure. Elon. I'm sure. Like yeah, you know
0: yeah, yeah. he he has a performance doctor. He's optimizing yeah. fucking everything. Oh,
1: Okay, so yeah, I would say almost nothing.
0: Yeah, because, I'm saying the self-actualization process because
1: literally he could just purchase anything he exactly, wants. even human beings, exactly. You just surround
0: yourself act. with yes men, you yep. get propped up, and you keep elevating, elevating, elevating. You never actually have to put in any of the work, yep. right? So if you don't ever, if you don't ever find stability in that level, you can't ever graduate then to finding uh, purpose in the greater good, and like that's not to say that when it's all said and done. He won't give a trillion dollars to causes and make massive wide-scale impact on uh, betterment for the world. But it is to say that it's not necessarily altruistic in the truest definition.
1: He's trying to go to space. Yeah. The number one tech inventions for wide uh, consumer use comes from these type of operations. Right. Right. Yeah. All he could be doing is just financing a way to of course he wants to go to the freaking moon and he wants yeah. to go to Mars or whatever he wants to do. But
0: Yeah, and I'm not condemning this. Like I'm no, not, no, I'm no, not saying that everybody's path has to be one towards the pinnacle of the hierarchy. I'm just saying that like you don't necessarily get to skip steps. Either you're Mother Teresa and the Dalai Lama, or you're not. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they followed a very clear and utter path where money was never really their driving force. And I would assume. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just saying Mother Teresa, a lot came out about her. Oh. She's a piece of shit, apparently. Really? Yeah. Super piece of shit.
0: I would love to hear it <laughs> behind this.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do it. my own research. Yeah, yeah I'll research it afterwards, send you stuff. But apparently yeah. like she was just super cold. She did some terrible things like spreading disease, even though they told her that yeah, yeah, yeah. things were bad. Um, yeah. I found out about this. Like, Well, ignorance
0: obviously coincides with a lot of this. No, no, no.
1: I, I think she was actively.
0: No, yeah. But when I say ignorance, I mean like oh, lower yeah. intelligence. I know what
1: you mean. You mean that? I'm sorry to derail.
0: No, no, no. It's fine. But I, yeah, I, I guess like the point that I was trying to make is that, um, you know, when you put money and security as the primary focus. It never goes away. Correct. But you get out of the lower third really quickly. Yes. So once you get out of the lower third, that money and security isn't really much of a motivator anymore other than to reach the high score. So it's a really fucked up way to kind of create a life's philosophy. And I think that like ultimately that's where, you know, when you start to, to point to like, well, if you work in the healthcare industry or, or like who are the heroes? It's like truly the heroes are the ones that are selfless. And there are a lot of them out there and they're probably not super wealthy because of it.
1: Yeah, I agree. But we can't identify, only they can identify themselves. Right, Right. But a lot of times, you know, we don't know objective truth.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most difficult part. And also like there's no reward to it. There isn't. So it's just like, what's the point of it all? We're right back to apathy.
1: Yeah. I think you touched on like an important, important idea of it all. Uh, of how the main points system in all of the world is money. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's another system that works better. I doubt it, but um, yeah,
0: I don't. know. I mean, time, but we don't have control there.
1: I mean, money is just a transfer of time, yeah. I guess. Sort right? Of. Like it's there. It's people's best approximation. Yeah. Um, you know, you give me. A, an hour of your time and I'll give you $8 Yeah, yeah, yeah. or in your case, you know, slightly more.
0: Mm, I really thought you were going to go with less.
1: <laughs> A lot more. Working. You missed it. You missed your chance. No, 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 no. I got to be nice sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's tough. We, we, we keep coming back to these situations. I feel like every time I come here, we always talk about very gloomy things.
0: Cause we're always in the same spot. I know. The last time you were on, you were transitioning away from,
1: i know i know run it you know, up. last time i i came on i was i was saying that oh yeah things won't get bet- better until like 2021 2022 and someone gave me shit in the comments for that you know that? yeah they were wrong. egg on your face bitch <laughs> the
0: last time you came on i think you announced that uh run it up reno was canceled Cancelled. yeah and that you were kind of like going into deep freeze
1: we already canceled another run it up reno yeah spoiler i'm sure the next one is probably going to be canceled yeah. in April. Yeah. Um, who knows where everything's going to be. Dude. It's a wild and crazy world right now, but um, I'm still happy.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> it's a weird. But, but again, I think that that's because we're cared for. Like the, there isn't any strife in that regard. I would not be happy if I was both apathetic And had to figure out where my next meal was coming from. Mm -hmm. I would be tortured. Correct. Um, But also part of me, a sadistic part of me thinks that if I had to figure out where my next meal was coming from, I would no longer be apathetic.
1: Yes. You'll be hungry.
0: Right. Right. So. That's how I was. What's the exchange here?
1: That's how I was. Yeah. It's a weird. Dude, the the human mind is such an irrational thing. Once we have it, we just don't. We don't care. Or. Our, I don't know, our mind just shapes so differently after we're comfortable. Yeah. Everything goes into app um, uh, what is that Atrophy? word? Atrophy. Atrophy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what what I can do to like kickstart it. Cause the world itself is telling me, relax, chill out. Nobody's doing anything. Yeah. You don't. You're not obligated to do anything to to do anything for ever, anybody, and things can wait because there's not a gun at anybody's back. And um, you know what the problem with that is?
0: It makes me realize how unimpactful we are. Like the fact that we're that disposable. We're just like, hey, there's this thing going around. Why don't you just take a year off? Take a year off. No one's gonna fucking miss you. You weren't doing anything that important anyway. Like the world's going to keep moving on without you. It's it's almost like you get to preview what it's like. Like what your impact w- would be like if you were just removed. So if you just died tomorrow, how would that impact the world as a whole? Your own little microcosm of the world, et cetera, et cetera. And it makes me realize like not very. Yeah. Like, not very. That sucks. I would like to change that. But at the same token, can I? Like, to what degree? And the the biggest fear that I have is, one, being insignificant. Like, I think it sucks to be put on this earth, be blessed with a lot of, like, advantages that so many others don't have. And then not leave it better than when you came. But two... I am terrified and this is this goes back to like just suddenly being very aware of my age. I'm just like terrified of losing my faculties. Like there's an expiration date on your scruples. Uh you just stop being sharp at some point. And yeah. I know that like 38 is still young relatively speaking. But it also like reduces that backside number a lot. It's not 50 anymore. There was a point where that backside number was like, oh, it's 50 years before I really have to concern myself with, like, death and, you know, all the things that come with the the precursor to death. Now, all of a sudden, like, that backside number might be, like, 25 or 30. It's like, well, what, where the fuck did the time go? Yeah, It's weird. 20 years just, like, blew by. I mean... I just started playing poker in my head. Not like I got a, an alumni letter not that long ago.
1: I know exactly what you mean by the way.
0: And it's like 2004 yeah. was
1: 16 years ago? It's been 16 years since I was in college? How on earth? Yeah, I just hit 11 or last year was my 10-year anniversary 10-year reunion for my college. Yeah. It's weird. I just got out of college. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And in the same token, I just got out of eSports. Yeah. It's weird to think that the last time I, I was properly full-time in eSports was 2014. Yeah. was wild to me.
0: Yeah. I don't, mentally, I'm not that far removed from playing a 1,000 hours over 225 sessions on the strip at 510 uncapped. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, if I had to do that again tomorrow, I just would. And I would make, you know, 150 or $200,000 and it'd be fine. That was 10 fucking years ago the last time I did that. The last time I grinded 1000 plus hours over 200 plus sessions was 2010. Oh
1: my god. 10 years ago. Obama was president during that time.
0: Yeah, freshly In his
1: first term. Yeah,
0: freshly <laughs> president. <laughs> what? It's like how on earth how how did this just so yeah rapidly blow by. Like I played high stakes for over seven years. It seems like I've been playing for a month. I I mean, yeah, it's just like the shelf life of everything is so, so seemingly short. Or at least time now feels different than it did.
1: It definitely feels different. It's weird. Sometimes it feels really long and really short. Like I look back and I was like, oh man, that was just, that feels like just then. But then like the last two months have taken forever.
0: Yeah, I I don't feel the dragging.
1: You don't feel the dragging. It's winter almost. Where did summer go? What happened? Oh, summer was here. It was like 90 degrees. I don't remember. A week ago.
0: Yeah, no. (laughs) We skipped fall.
1: We skipped fall.
0: I woke up (laughs) yesterday. It was 42 and windy. I'm like, Christ, (laughs) Vegas winter is here. This is awful.
1: It was like 80 the day before, too. Yeah. it's crazy. But yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean... It feels like now we're just talking about being old.
0: Yeah, this has turned into a, a curmudgeon <laughs> session on a porch. <laughs> Reminiscing about better times. Yeah. Better days.
1: Oh, man. Back in 2008.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Things were better. I was playing baseball.
0: Oh, man. That's, that's when you really know you're on the other side of things. Yeah. When you're just like, and I catch myself doing it a lot too, especially because like there's a huge age gap in my in my group. It's like Christian and I are seven years apart. I think maybe eight. Uh, Landon and I are 16 years apart. Oh my God. So it's just like so much of me saying like, oh, you guys just don't even know.
1: Well, he was born in 99. Yeah. That's
0: yeah, same with my nephew. He's 28. Or, uh, he was born in 98. So it's like I have this like peer circle or maybe peer is the wrong word, but I have this group surrounding me that varies in age and no one's even remotely close to mine. Yeah. And then my friends that are close to mine, they've thrown in the towel. They're doing the traditional <laughs> thing at this point. They're just like, look, man, we're thirty eight. Like, it's time to have kids. It's time to to get married. You know, do the do the right thing. Get a real job. And good for them. I just
1: What is a real job these days? I
0: don't know, but I Who's
1: really working the same thing for five years in a row these days? It's hard. To I eat. can't
0: imagine anybody. Technology just changes too fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: have a degree in computer science. I don't think I could program a hello world right now.
1: Like, there's no way. Well, I think Cuban was saying that computer scientists will get automated will get automated very soon. Not At- very soon, but yeah, it almost it certainly has to. It has to.
0: Yeah. I, I mean it's just syntax. Yeah. Like, and honestly, that that'd be fucking great because coding <laughs> was the worst part.
1: Coding is the worst part.
0: Yeah, the algorithm's the 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 genius of it all. They it's- do it
1: all without bugs. Well whatever <laughs> there's whatever. unintended co- consequences but sure they don't have to sit there like man why doesn't this work right and it's just like you you put an equals instead of equal equal
0: oh god <laughs> the syntax was so brutal yeah. like and i'm so bad with details man just leaving off punctuation or or yeah like quotes or or whatever and i was sloppy i never left fucking comments it's like you never could go back and retrace everything it was, it was terrible but like the algorithm that's like where the human element comes in it's like it's it's where the genius is is applied. You creatively solve a problem yeah. and you try to put code to
1: it. But I know um like with doctors, they were analyzing radiology um charts mm-hmm. and the computers are coming up identifying cancer at a higher frequency. Oh, no shock. Then uh than We're humans.
0: not meant to be we're not microscopic. No. Uh, like we're not meant to be that zoomed in. We are zoomed out creatures. It's our it's our gift.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be great when I can just drink nanobots and then they go and do the surgery.
0: Yeah. So I was actually, we, we can actually end on this because I, I think we're at this point just dragging on <laughs> where we're at in our life. This right is now. like
1: a standard me and you conversation, though. No, I know,
0: I know, and right? honestly, it's so sad because, like, I I think that you have infinite to offer the world, and I I would assume that you uh, think pretty highly of me in 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 retrospect. But for whatever reason, we bring out this fucking downside like like we should be supporting each other and pushing forward and it's quite the opposite of just like yeah we're both gonna be fine we should just fucking throw in the towel already (laughs) like i mean
1: uh, my incentives right now the only thing i can think of is just like okay this is why everything's good i had a wedding march 28th of 2020 Yeah, yeah we obviously pushed it off push it off to March 27th of 2021. We're probably going to have to push that off. Yeah. We wanted to do things in order. So get married, get a house, have kids. We're not even supposed to be in our house right now. Yeah. So everything's or our, our town, town home. We're renting. So we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And we don't know when all this is going to end. And because of that, I feel like I can't progress my life. Yeah. So yeah. to really sink my teeth into anything, whether it's work whether it's personal it's hard because i know there's so much change coming up and i don't do well with systemic change mm-hmm. and keeping my my regimen right up. so that's why things feel so at least to me things feel so um meaningless
0: yeah <laughs> oh, i get it
1: it, it sucks it yeah. sucks um but yeah i i don't know i don't know what to do or or how to not feel like this um, I don't even know if out of all of this, like, let's say, let's just say we're in a different world and there was no COVID. Would I even feel like doing good for society? I don't even know if that's.
0: Right. I, I think that this you want to
1: have an impact on society. Yeah. And I feel like that takes so much effort.
0: Yeah, for sure. Maybe in an impossible amount. And, and I think like for you, COVID has represented, uh, What happens when your financial incentives are no longer there? So, in other words, you're financially stable Uh and your ability to earn has been taken away. So, your motivating factor has gone right alongside with it. Because any other time where you would have this amount of free time freed up, it would just be figuring out another way to make money.
1: Well, the problem is my way to make money at this point is just fucking jamming on the market right right like so it's all systemic growth from the stock market yeah because things are depreciated right now airlines are cut in half yeah do you think boeing is not going to be alive after covid that's insane right they're gonna spike up again yeah you know um united of course they have really bad pr and everything they're gonna spike yeah i say spike they're gonna go back to normal one of these days yeah they've been hit Terribly, uh, Regal Regal Cinemas. I don't know if you go to the cinemas. They just announced they were closing.
0: Yeah, which yeah, means I saw there's that.
1: consolidation. Right. Which means AMC or Cinemark is going to probably take all their market share. Yeah. Well, I I right. So you're still finding
0: it. another way to. I got
1: my chunk of money. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, how do I make more money? What's the What's the best use of my time right now? Oh, doing nothing and just investing. Okay.
0: Right, and like that's the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> Right is that like you're never really seeking fulfillment. You're just seeking the next endeavor that's gonna, you know, produce a little bit more yeah. of your quote unquote hourly.
1: But yeah, and then I ask myself, what do I want to be doing right now? And it's training. It's yeah. playing soccer with my friends. Yeah, it's um, it's doing BJJ with you.
0: Yeah, well, chill out.
1: But no, it's I'm like ha- hanging with you, you know? Like yeah, yeah, Just having discussions with you. I think you're a great influence on me. Yeah. The biggest problem with the pandemic is, honestly, you go out to play. Obviously, you can't not go to those games. Um, I wish we could hang out in the house more. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, a little bitch. I, don't I get have it. I to get, go out of my. Berkey, I don't think I've seen other humans besides you. It's not healthy, forever.
0: man. It's it, it can't be good. I mean, I get the, the risk of getting COVID, I have also the not internet. healthy but uh yeah
1: yeah i
0: i don't know that living in a virtual world is you gonna know be okay. there's
1: like cardiomyopathy is coming out of people that um have covid even like healthy people yeah, yeah you know what cardiomyopathy is yeah it's the one that you drop dead at 30
0: yeah i get it
1: front you know you could be super healthy it sounds
0: kind of nice actually like you just you literally just your heart just stops
1: you just drop dead i mean that's it <laughs> it sounds like an incentive to get COVID. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't want it to happen, but
0: like if I get to pick my death,
1: yeah, that's up there. I think like death in your sleep is good. Cardiomyopathy. Well, cardiomyopathy, it's like happening to, it's like you're on a soccer field. Actually, this happened to one of my dad's friends. Yeah, He was fit, 40 or 50 year old guy. Um, he was playing soccer, just dropped dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah, over. I think there was. Shat himself. Is that how you want to go? everybody shits themselves I know, when they die I know. but um in front of everybody
0: no that's a little unknown secret that yeah you're all gonna find out one way or another if you have loved ones um yeah i think uh was it len bias the basketball player uh died from this also like on oh, the basketball really? court um it's so like way back in the makes sense 80s. it
1: happens to a lot of very tall people yeah i assume that person is tall i don't know yeah
0: that. no very tall
1: I found um, out there's, like, someone that's 5'9 in the NBA right now. I who? Know. I don't know. I looked it up. It's like, who's the shortest mm. person in the NBA right now? 5'9 or 5'11, something like that. I mean, I'm sure that still there really is. really I don't know who it is. In the fives? That's crazy to Mug- me.
0: Uh, Muggsy. Muggsy Bogues was 5'6. Five 5'6. Six? Five six and, uh, oh, my God. How am I forgetting his name? He won the dunk contest. I can't believe. I can't think of who this was um and then also recently somebody else won the dunk contest three times i can't remember his name either man this is embarrassing that i'm forgetting these names because it makes it seem like i don't follow sport uh or at least not closely enough but they're gonna come to me off air and i'm gonna feel like you're gonna hate yourself yeah of course but what can you do um yeah anyway the thing that i was gonna close on was uh i was talking to somebody about this the other day and i said i can't wait for food or nutrition to come in pure p- pill form, where we no longer have to consume, right? It's just like you need two thousand <laughs> calories, x amount of protein, y amount of fat. Like, Don't they
1: have that right now? Like soy lent. So
0: yeah, but it's like you know, it's trash. What do you mean trash? It's just like fucking utter garbage. Like you'll. It's probably, bad for you. Yeah, yeah. the The, the process is not complete. <laughs> We we are you, to the point where... What,
1: you've tested it or you have just researched it?
0: I've researched it a fair amount. Okay. Um, it just seems but like... But is that
1: what you... You're, not, you're a person that eats to live, not lives to? Yeah, sweet. 100%. Oh, I'm the opposite though.
0: Yeah, most I, people are and that's a societal thing, but we'll evolve out of that very quickly. Asians um, won't. Maybe, maybe not. I bet you will because... It's like
1: a very common thing that when we touch down and like, let's say we, we travel somewhere. Yeah. The first thing we say is where are we going to eat?
0: yeah, yeah. But like most cultures are that way. Like yeah. Italian cultures are the same. They break bread and yada, yada, yada. The thing of it is though, a lot of world problems are solved the second that we stop socializing eating. Famine gone, immediately gone. If we're able to pillify nutrition, right? Okay. Uh, um, agriculture and uh, factory farming gone, just immediately gone. The world world heals. Yeah overnight
1: productivity goes up yeah incredibly
0: yeah the biggest issue that there would be if if we were able to pull this off would be uh overpopulation would just be rampant because right. the other thing that would be gone would be obesity we would be able to control obesity with uh, i mean oh sure. you're right
1: because ob- obesity is primarily a um is a like um an income problem yeah, right. People yeah, yeah. without the choice, yeah, to be able to, they have
0: to eat lower quality foods, and
1: which are calorically dense, full of sugars. Yeah, yeah. You're,
0: Everything would be controlled, right? It would be like, here's your pill. You would never like take a pill for eight thousand calories because yeah, you yeah. were feeling down that day. <laughs> I mean, sure, people would because the same reason that they take twenty sleeping pills or twenty pain sure, pills or whatever. Sure, sure. But like generally, like obesity would be gone, heart disease would be drastically yeah. reduced. Could you
1: imagine? You're like, oh, I just want to bulk. All right, I'll take this one.
0: Right, right. Here's the weight gainer pill. Yeah. Like, it would be... It's really insane that um, we don't know any science that's, like, advanced, wow. advancing in this area. But again, like, we also don't, like... It's kind of like the brain. We just... The, the gut is a very unknown region of uh, our system. I think we know it a lot better than the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've heard things equivalent to like we know about one percent of the brain makeup like we know more about the deep ocean than we do the human brain um but in any event like i imagine it's very complex and i imagine getting to a point of developing uh sustainable nutrition that offers sustenance and isn't gonna result in cancer is not gonna be an easy task but also hey a lot of the food industry right now is just offering those things anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like. And it, it's
1: fine. You get cancer, you drink the nanobots. Sure. We're at that technology. Right. Yeah. You yeah.
0: Know? But no, it really does eradicate like a lot of the world oh, problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy to think that if we wanted to uh, potentially cure cancer, it may stem from eliminating uh, consumption of food. Like, that may be the adjacent place to look or if we want to eliminate um poverty it may actually stem from eliminating like you know food markets and things of that nature
1: it's gonna be tough though. that'd be scary dude i i just enjoy my food so much yeah everybody we're we're talking about like a hundred year
0: yeah and also it's i i don't i don't think it needs to be a this or that i'm sure that yeah they're not mutually exclusive right right but like it would just have to be like now all of a sudden sustainable farming would be very, very, very practical because if 90% of the world isn't consuming daily, uh, it would be very easy to have sustainable agriculture. Um,
1: so why don't you do that, Burke?
0: Would love to. Don't know that I have the capacity <laughs> to execute, but hey, maybe I'll start digging in. That would change the world for the <laughs> best. That would, be, that would be a hell of an imprint to leave. You would, you would be Jeff I've Bezos pil- rich. I've pillified <laughs> the world.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hello. Get your own bone broth pill.
0: That would be. I wouldn't be Jeff Bezos rich. Uh, You'd somebody in my bloodline would become Jeff Bezos rich. I would die dead ass fucking broke because the food industry is just too big and too powerful to ever, ever let something like that take off in my lifetime. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's, oh my God. Because they're Jeff just, Bezos rich. Yeah. We just want to, I want to go into that so badly. Yeah. I know we should end it here. Yeah. Um, Man, the frustration of just the inertia of getting good ideas out.
0: Yeah. Well, we're, what you would do is just start in third world countries, but you wouldn't make any money. You know, you would, you would proof concept and you would change lives, but like you're not getting paid. So <laughs> Africa you, would be healthier. So
1: you want to test on the African nations. It's
0: not even testing, right? Like you could do your appropriate testing and know that you have a product to take to market uh-huh. and just know that like this is never getting through FDA. FDA anything. and all those other bullshit. Yeah, you're getting lobbied. To yeah, shoot. so it's just like, hey, I'm just going to build up a stronger African nation and, and Indian nation and, and see if, you know, this is viable at scale.
1: But then you're just part of, you're, you're going to be like Bill Gates. In what way? You know, he does all this stuff for Africa. He actually tested Africans To put microchips in them so that Mm. when the pandemic pandemic comes here, he can microchip us all with vaccinations. Mm. You don't know about this?
0: I I know about some truths and some rumors. Obviously,
1: these are all conspiracy theories, but this is the problem with like misinformation. Yeah. It's what we were talking about before.
0: Yeah, I, I do my best to tune that stuff up. <laughs> like, I, I won't go down those rabbit holes.
1: One of my favorite things to do when I was in Jersey was to listen to, there's a very popular talk radio show, conservative pop, talk radio show, yeah. where people would just come on um, and just spout out their conservative ideology. Not not like Rush Limbaugh crazy, Yeah, but still pretty bad. Um, that's how I know about all this. Stuff. Mm.
0: You're going to miss your appointment. Okay. I appreciate this. Always fantastic. Thanks, Burke. Uh, Christian, we-, we
1: miss you though. Come back. Yeah, yeah. this is this is a very somber <laughs> okay vlogcast without well, shit. Let's, let, let's 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 do the under over. Do you think? I, I'm going to set a date. I'm going to say. I'm going to say January 11th mm-hmm. as his comeback date.
0: Oh I'll, well, I'll take the under, but. Just know that every time he goes home, uh-huh. everyone in the house is convinced that's the last time that <laughs> we'll see him. Like, we're all positive. Like, he's just not coming back. Um, but, yeah, he just started playing high stakes. You can't do that from Jersey. Oh, okay. So, like, I think he has yeah. a lot of incentive to be here. It feels it. Um,
1: but it, I mean. Yeah, if he decides it's tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving. He,
0: right, right. And
1: then after Thanksgiving, it's basically.
0: Um, yeah, he picked a weird time to go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if he like decided tomorrow he doesn't care about ever playing fifty, a hundred again, then yeah, I could see him just
1: like dang, he's playing that high it. now. Yeah. Well, he's almost at Doug Polk low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Christian Soto.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, I appreciate this. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. This is Vlogcast Twenty One. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, share. I'm looking at the camera. I'm yeah. speaking to you all with love. Uh, We'll be back next week, possibly with Christian Soto, possibly with Andre again. I don't know. We'll see. Go Uh, vote. Yeah, go vote. See you guys soon.